Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast from A Better Way to Farm. We count as an honor that all of you take part and we get to be a little bitty, tiny part of your lives. As always, if you find value in what we have, please share it with a friend. And perhaps you can go onto the platform that you heard us on and give us a rating. We would sincerely appreciate that. I hope the day finds you well. Today, I want to talk about how to choose the right formulation of fertilizer. And more specifically, I'm going to end up talking about the right formulation of starter fertilizer. Most of our great ideas come from you guys. And Karen put a post up here the other day and asked what you guys would like to hear us talk about in regards to subjects for the podcast. And this was one of them that was suggested, how do I choose the right fertilizer for what I'm going to do with starter? I want to start with a broader spectrum, and I'm actually going to start with how to pick the right dry product. If you have been following us, and I would encourage you to go back to listen to the two podcasts that I did with Dr. Mulvaney from the University of Illinois. And in particular, I'd like you to listen to the first one that I did with him on potassium. And he talks about the potassium paradox. And the conclusion that you can reasonably draw from that particular podcast is this. If you're going to spread dry broadcast, I would strongly recommend that you spread potassium sulfate. That would be the better choice. Now let's go over and talk about phosphorus and what some of our choices are there. We can get triple super, which is 060.0 which gets us a lot of FOSS and nothing else. We can get DAP, which is 1846-0, a little more in, a little less phosphorus. Or we can do 1152-0, middle of the road on in, and a little bit more middle of the road on phosphorus, but more than the 1846-0. How do we pick between these three? Let me share a story with you. One of my friends out in central Nebraska called me, and he needed some dry broadcast. And sometimes that is a thing, and that's what we need to do. And so because of the fact we were reviewing his soil test, I had figured out he was battling low pHs. His pHs were 5.8, and he was needing the lime to fix that problem and take care of the soil that way. And as you guys know, that is the very first thing that I think you should do is, is fix your pH if it's at all physically possible. But his was low. And when he went to get his dry phosphorus, the dealer said, we're going to bring you MAP. We're going to bring you 11.52.0. And my friend said, no, that's not what I want. I want 18.46.0. And the dealer replied, but you want 11.52.0 because you get more pounds of phosphorus. And my friend replied, wrong, because when I get 18.46.0, I get a pH of something about 8.5. If I buy MAP, I get a pH of about 4. Now, guys, granted, they're going to say, well, you're not putting very much on and it doesn't make any difference. If it doesn't make any difference, then let's go ahead and just do the right thing for fun. But the fact of the matter is, if I have acidic soils, why do I want to put on a more acidic fertilizer? And so my friend and him had this battle. The guy basically just said, look, we're not going to get in 1846-0. That's the end of the story. But what we would do is we would get you in some triple superphosphate, which is 060. Then you get a lot more phosphorus. What's the problem with that? It's more acidic than 1152-0 quite a bit more acidic, like probably got a pH of around two. So what we were going to do was actually double down and use even a more acidic product when that's what we were, very thing we were trying to avoid. So how do you pick the right fertilizer? There's a lot of things that go into it. 
But oftentimes, the way we pick it in agriculture is we take whatever it is they're wanting to sell us. But guys, don't lose sight of this. If you're working with me, I'm taking your money, and that means I'm your employee. Now, I'm going to give you recommendations, and I'm going to have a reason for everything I do, but I want you to be willing to ask me why. Have me explain why it is that I'm going to have you do whatever it is. These guys, the explanation they had was, this is what we have, and this is what you're going to buy. That is not a good reason. When you're writing someone else a check, they should do what you want. And if they don't want to do that, then they should have a valid reason so they can show you why you should do it the other way. So what are we saying? If you're broadcasting potassium, let's use potassium sulfate. If you're broadcasting phosphorus, let's use the one that's appropriate for your soil pH. If you got pH is 7, 2 and above, I'm happy to use a triple super or an 11.520. If you got pHs that are not above 7, I'm not a fan of either one of those. I want to see 18.46.0 if we're broadcasting anything. So let's jump in here now and talk about how do we pick the right starter fertilizer. And I'm not going to talk about anybody else's product. I'm just going to talk about ours. Our company, what we work with is we have three base formulations. We have an 8240, we have a 9189, and a 31818. Now, we make derivatives of those last two by adding potassium sulfate to them, so we can end up with an 8161112 or a 2151913. Both of those are just derivatives of 9189 and 31818, respectively. For those of you who've worked with me, and I've been doing this 29 years, I have only had one grower use 8240, and he only used it one year, and he put the 002517 with it to build his own blend that had some K and some S with it. Guys, I know that you listening to this are all over the world, and some of you have got high pH, and some of you have got low pH, and some of you have really low K values, like what I have at home on my home farm. Some of you have really high K levels. We get out into Nebraska and some of you guys got four, five, six hundred parts per million of potassium. Let me say this. There's a reason that only one time ever did one of my guys use 8240, and that was because he wanted to. I wasn't a fan. He knew that. He did put the potassium sulfate with it. Guys, I believe that anything that ends in O really ends in uh-o, as in 824 uh-oh. We did it wrong. Why? Because I do not care at all what your K levels are in regards to your row place starter. When you're putting on starter, you're attempting to give that crop the best running start that you can do. And when you do that, that would involve putting on a little bit of N, that would involve putting on some P, and that would involve putting on some K. My good friend Jerry, that's the national corn grower extraordinaire, If you talk to Jerry, he'll talk about the fact that in the first 45 days of a corn plant, it actually, in the first 45 days of the corn plant's life, it will actually take up more potassium than it will phosphorus, or at least it should take up more potassium than it will phosphorus. It's very, very critical. And here's the situation. We put on starter because we're worried about early available phosphorus in cool soil temperatures. But the fact of the matter is, phosphorus becomes available about at a soil temperature of about 5 degrees less than potassium. What does that mean? It means if we need to apply phosphorus because it's too cool early, we really need to apply potassium because it's going to have to get even warmer before the potassium in the soil 
can become available and start being of value to us. So what does that mean? That means based on your soil. And guys, we're going to look at your soil test because some guys, their best choice, because they do have higher K levels, is maybe they do want to use a 918.9 or the derivative of the 816.11.2. The lion's share of the people that we work with have come to realize that the way this works is that the 318.18 or the 215.19.3 is the product of choice. Because oftentimes what separates the bigger yield from the yield below it is that extra potassium early on. When we force feed potassium into that plant when it's just a baby, when we make sure it's getting everything that it needs, we get a good response. Using a good complete starter, as in not using something with an O on the end or an IO, is always going to be a better choice. One of the other reasons is we want an NPK starter is that micronutrients go into the plant better in the presence of all three nutrients. If we just have N and P, we don't get as good of uptake of zinc or manganese or copper or whatever it is that we need based off of that soil test. And so a complete NPK is our first choice. And guys, I do gravitate to the 215-19-3 and that's, and when you say, why do you do that? And I do that because based on running well over a thousand plots and comparing our own 918.9 to our own 318.18, I know the yield advantage was always to the 318.18. And it didn't matter where we were at. We could be south of San Antonio, Texas. We could be in Wisconsin. We could be in Wyoming, Nebraska, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio, because we've planted plots in all of those, in Kentucky, in Kansas, in Oklahoma, in all of those places. It was very consistent. Regardless of their K level, there was a yield increase attributable to moving from 918.9 to 318.18. Let me just say this. There is one company who sells a starter fertilizer, and they will argue very strongly that I am incorrect about this. Their belief is that the additional K cuts yield. And there is a very specific incidence of where that is true. If you have relatively low iron levels and relatively really high K levels naturally occurring, you're probably better off to gravitate to the 918.9. There's a very small geographic area in Iowa where this is true. The rest of the state and the rest of the Midwest, we've been consistent. And guys, don't take my word for it. Get a half a load of one, get a half a load of the other and compare it. Because the bottom line is, it's not about what I want you to do. It's about you making the most money. And so we always encourage guys, do some on-farm testing. I know you're not going to run a test plot. You don't have time to go out here and do the replicated plots that we did where we would have 18 or 20 different things and we'd replicate them four and five times and we would do that in fairly significant blocks. It takes a lot of time. I get that. We did that so that we could learn. We did that so that we could come to you with confidence we did that so that when we make a recommendation, we know that we know that we know that it's the right thing for you. But I want to encourage you, don't take anybody's word for anything. I feel free. Test it. Compare it. Prove it to yourself so that you know what you're getting. Guys, if you found this of value, please share it with a friend. If you'd like some more information, please give us a call, 641-919-1206. 
hit us up with a message on the Facebook page or give us a text. If you haven't followed us on Facebook, I encourage you to go over to Facebook and type in A Better Way to Farm and give us a look right there. Hey, by the way, we are looking for two district managers. We really need two district managers to help us with our business. If you know of someone who that might be a fit for, someone who would like to be a farmer dealer or some young individual who's wanting to come back to the farm but needs to have some non-farm income and is sharp and aggressive, we would love the opportunity to talk to them. Again, give us a call, 641-919-1206. Guys, we appreciate you listening. We'd appreciate you sharing us with a friend. We'd appreciate you giving us a rating on your platform. With all of that said, I hope you're having a better day. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.